0: Welcome to the Liberty Mindset. Come and explore some of the ideas and issues facing our liberty. 2022 is an election year. As libertarians, we ask that you consider voting in the Liberty Mindset. Welcome, and thank you for your time.
1: All right, good day, everybody. Welcome back to Liberty Mindset, where we seek truth and we stay curious openly discussing current topics and how they relate to liberty. Today we are discussing the Sixth Amendment, and I'm here with uh, sharp and quick Gregor and our Oregon State Libertarian Gubernatorial Candidate, Leon Noble. The Sixth Amendment has some very important factors pertaining to the justice system. The right to a speedy trial, the right to a jury, to face your accuser. These are much the fundamental parts that people remember of the sixth amendment but here's actually how it goes verbatim in all criminal prosecutions the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy trial speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witness against him, and to have to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the as, assistance of counsel for his defense. And right now we're seeing this last part, the assistance of counsel, the right to having a lawyer um, or a public defender, is kind of being blockaded here in Oregon, as we've seen. What do we think of the Sixth Amendment and how it's being utilized or vandalized nowadays?
0: (laughs) I love that term, vandalized. That's really good. Um... (laughs) In digging around, I found it interesting. Notice on the last line it says, "And I'm not advocating for this. Don't get me wrong. It's just something I learned, so I'm throwing it out there." Assistance of a counsel for his defense may, mm-hmm. uh, and to have assist, the assistance of the counsel for his defense. And people nowadays read that as a right to an attorney. Um, and it's yeah. not written as a right to an attorney. It just means you can have one. Mm, that's true. Um. Yeah. And we, we, what we now view as a right to attorney came from a Woodrow Wilson appointed justice, um, from the, uh, let me get into my right, right set of notes here, um, from a Powell versus Alabama in 1932. Um, it was a capital case against a group of young, uh, young people, you know, teenagers, a little later, they happen to have been of color, um, and they were accused of raping uh, a, a Caucasian female,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the, uh, just, uh, Justice Sutherland, who was at the time Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, um, wrote that because of their lack of education and stuff, you know, and the fact that they couldn't read, the fact that he thought a lot of their troubles came from having bad counsel.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and so in that case he interpreted that the uh, sixth amendment meant that the state had to provide an attorney if they could not provide one for themselves so um it's it's one of those things where the bench legislated something do i disagree that we shouldn't provide attorneys if somebody wants one given the complications of law now well, you know, number one, law shouldn't be that complicated. Number two, um, given the complications of the law, no, I'm not again I'm not against it. but as you pointed out, and here in Oregon, especially, um, this year we there was a we we have a specific way of having a public defender's office. and as and that public defender's office is, is overseen by a committee, and that committee was dismissed some summarily dismissed by our chief justice this year. And they started, but it's, you know, it's throwing a bit of a hassle into their office. So did you, you had more on that, didn't you, Jimmy?
1: In regards to the fact that we have multiple cases open right now, and people are just kind of cycling through being told they don't have anyone for them. I know it's just seeming like we're violating their right to a speedy trial. Um, Mm -hmm. yes, they could, they could represent themselves, but most people don't really know the law or their rights well enough. What do you think Leon
2: I, I think that it um, I think there's a, a lawyer that I've, I've never met a lawyer that I couldn't beat because um, because I, I actually read law when it pertains to what I'm doing but most people aren't like me, and I understand that um, the, 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 the problem is that uh, when the public goes to court, they're already overwhelmed. And the real, um, the real problem is that there's a level of decorum and a specific way that you're expected to act in court. And a lot of people get frustrated or angry and they break that decorum, and as a result, the judge rules against them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the number one problem is that there's this expectation that you're going to be extra, I'm going to call it extra civil, uh, while you're in court. And that makes, might, makes it very, very difficult for a person to defend themselves. Um, the, da- the, the upside is that if, if we're applying this directly, it's not just a lawyer that can defend you. You mm-hmm. could you could have your buddy from across the street do that, um, or, or at least assist in your defense. You could have the entire neighborhood come and help you def- uh, in your defense. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, that, but what that, would that look like in a, in a trial? Would that be like they would be with you on? Like a like a lawyer would, or would they be witnesses that would call up to stand? How would that look?
2: That well, theoretically, it should be all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, if if that's the case, because you're not allowed to, um, you're not allowed to uh, tell counsel that they have to uh, testify against a client. If you have 30 neighborhood, neighbors from your neighborhood as part of your legal team, they shouldn't have to be uh, required to testify. So if it's an issue of something like, I don't know, your car blew up and they cited you for explosives and you put your entire neighborhood on your legal team and basically every witness to the, to the so-called crime should be at that point covered under attorney-client privilege because that's how it's written it's not because the bar said so it's because the law said so so um and this is also the same reason why you can't compel a spouse to testify against someone um if they're mad at you on the other hand they're going to do it on their own. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. So don't, don't go saying, oh, well, you can't, you can't do that. And well, if they're mad at you, they can choose to do it, but they can't be compelled to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah,
1: so They're not going
2: to be strong armed to do it. basically. I, I'm, I'm seeing this, this problem. And I, and I think that it's compounded by what's going on with all of our, our criminal cases, especially around Portland area. Um, we've had, we've had a decrease in the amount of cases that have been able to go through. They keep the courtrooms empty. They don't allow people to sit in the galleries. So if, if it's supposed to be public, that means that people are supposed to be hanging out too. Um, they, for a while, they had suspended jury trials altogether and weren't doing any jury trials. So basically everything was on hold. Well, that's a violation of of the sixth amendment because you have a right to a speedy trial. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were doing it until they dealt with the COVID issues. Um, that was part of the problem. And then uh, and another part of that, um, because they're still doing this, you, you walk into the courthouse, uh, well, here in Lincoln County, if you walk in the courthouse, you're required to put on a mask. Mm-hmm. They're still requiring that here. So at that point, are you really able to have all of your rights and, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not convinced that you are. So a, theoretically you could go and appeal this on the, uh, if you, you get convicted of something you, could, you should be able to uh, appeal it and force it in, well Well, appellate court would be a, a change of venue anyway, but then go, go to another court and say, look, my rights been violated for these reasons. Public doesn't happen. Quick doesn't happen. Proper counsel can't happen why because all the lawyers are taking a couple of years off because they don't want to wear masks um so you know there's there's a whole lot of stuff i, I see things as 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 systems i see them as you know uh, the leg bone is connected to the thigh bone and, you know, type of thing so one one domino falls and the rest tend to join them and that's that's one of the things that I don't think I don't think the courts are understanding right now. I think they're looking at themselves as this isolated organization. Now that being said, and again, I think I've said this story before, um, or this thought, this thought before. Portland, the di- district attorney in Portland, is just declining to charge people, mm-hmm. and I think that he's read the constitution and he understands that he's going to have a hard time getting them through the system. But if he declines and he sets them out and he keeps collecting potential charges, and he goes from having, you know, one or two to having this pile. And at that point, when they do get around to do to doing it, they they hit, hit it with the statute of limitations thing. The defense attorney is just going to say, you got to plead guilty because there's no way we can beat this. So what, what is your basis for that conjecture? Um, the, the, uh, the Multnomah County Court operating in 20-25% capacity mm-hmm. um, means that they, they can't take as many... I mean, they still have to have civil stuff happening. But they can't take as many cases through, which means if no, you, you were suddenly talking
0: about the DA specifically, though you're you're including the courts, but you said the DA is not charging people and he's stacking these cases. My question is, what is your? Basis? No, it's, it's just a theory. It's just a theory based on on the thought because process. His campaign promise was to not charge people for anything. It was part of the, what he promised mm-hmm. to do before he got elected. It was part of his campaign. It has nothing to do with stacking up charges. He's just an idiot. Well, I like I said, it's a theory. Yeah, um, well, and my point is, it has. No- <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is what he promised on his campaign. It's what they describe on the website because they're calling anything a victimless crime, and he's unwilling to charge any
2: victimless crimes. And so he lets well, everybody go, and, and that and that becomes a problem. So what he's what he's saying is that property is not is a victimless crime, but it's not a victimless correct. crime. No, It's it, somebody has well, to pay. Do I agree with you? Yes.
0: Do yeah. I agree with him in saying that property crimes are not, are victimless? No. no. I think, you know, the owner of the property obviously is a victim, but they don't see it that way. And that mm-hmm. is the
2: basis. The, the or, Not only the owner of the property, but whoever's paying the bill for fixing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner then ends up getting dropped by the insurance company. That's why, that's why a lot of businesses are leaving. They can't get insurance anymore to, to do that. Anyway, um, you know, it rolls
1: downhill and gets clumped yeah. together into this thing. And it's still, it's, yeah, it becomes,
2: it becomes a systemic thing. Now I, that it was a theory and mm-hmm. granted my theory doesn't check out by his own, um, his own admissions. And as a result, he's probably going to be challenged for his seat um it's it's either that or this the citizens take their safety in hand and arm themselves and respond appropriately to protect themselves and their property which is legal in oregon you know yeah, to it's, an extent. it's legal
0: um right. also you know anybody who has defended themselves has faced charges because defending yourself apparently is not a victimless crime
1: well right. then you're stuck in the system this loop here that mm-hmm. a lot of people are stuck in if you don't realize that you can defend yourself. Like actually well, in, in the court of law, like you can be your own, right. and I, <laughs> your you own know, person. and
0: <laughs> you know, I don't unless I unless I find a lawyer who I know is willing to play games with me, you know, I might lean that way. Let's look at Article One, Section Ten of the Gorgon Constitution, mm-hmm. because it's related. No court shall be secret, but justice shall be administered openly, without purchase, completely and without delay, and every man sexist bastards every man shall have remedy for due course of law f- for injury done to him in his person property and reputation we need to change that obviously but um or we could just use the definition of man as as, as a a, human as human that's apparently that's not the world
2: culture right now we can't do that we have to say they them or yeah, they just, or so they. what we need to do is change or man to every human every every so, man. Has, has, has man in it well, so um,
0: so, and every Homo sapien shall have remedy or due course for the law of perjury done to them in their person, property, or reputation. There we go. Is that politically correct? Probably. Probably.
2: Maybe. Maybe for a minute. Well, yeah. I mean, no, 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 it's not because I don't think for I don't think furry people are are considering themselves Homo sapien. Mm,
1: There's definitely oh, that, some that, people that, out there that. who don't think they're related to monkeys, right. so. And we can't
2: say soul because some people don't believe in souls. I, I think that we should just—I think we should just leave it alone because that's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> a whole other ball of wax. And a never. Oh, that, that, yeah, that, that's never. Yeah, that that was yawning, saying, "Come oh, enter
0: me." Anyway, um, also
2: a couple <laughs> of interesting things. Um, I, I won't back that. I won't back that constitutional <laughs> amendment just because it'll cause so many problems. Let's just
1: yeah. let's just
2: leave it as mankind or humankind, or the existence of thought. There we go. Let's use the Descartes uh, method. There I think therefore I am. and
0: and we could go there. Well, I found an article on Romano Law PC. Dot com, Oregon speedy trial rights, which I linked in our show notes and I'll, mm-hmm. think I'll put it in our notes on the in the YouTube, but Oregon statute, um, Oregon revised statute number one, three, five, seven, six, three requires that district's attorneys have a trial within 90 days. Now, that's been waived because of emergency procedures because of the COVID thing. Okay. Um, Oregon statute one, three, five, seven, four, six indicates that a trial must be held within three years. Some of those are going to run into, and that there is no, um, emergency. Caveat for that, mm-hmm. um, that I know about that. I was able to find okay, and ORS l- <laughs> R- 135748, This is my favorite one because, uh, time spent diagnosing and reserving for fitness for trial. Okay is not counted in your time waiting for trial. So if you're deemed or somebody says or claims or says mental illness, as long as they're being observed, that's not, doesn't count towards their 90 days. And finally, in Oregon 135760, inmates can re- request a trial, quote, forthwith. That's their designation of time, forthwith. Forthwith. Now, forthwith, according so to the law, <laughs> I did. Forthwith is an adverb and a term found in contracts, court orders, and statutes, meaning as soon as it can be reasonably done.
1: Um, P.R.N. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, in other words, whenever we get it, get to it is reasonably whatever we consider reasonable, and what you're asking for is unreasonable, so we can't do it in that time. Mm-hmm uh it does imply immediately with no excuses for delay but then there's the whole reasonable time caveat and you know i know that that will of course be abused because of the current covid restrictions the state is still putting forth on you know the state government and the state and the and most counties have mask mandates and have you know assembly mandates and things that they and you know every all the meetings nowadays are going video instead of in person which mm-hmm. I'm not against I'm all over you know being able to attend virtually it works for me better but on the other hand it's also easier to shut people up in those meetings
1: right I'm like yeah. if there's yeah. how does technology play into this now that we're looking at avenues like using zoom or other um, platforms, I mean, a, yeah, you can stop somebody, you could, you could have technical issues, you can just decide that, oh, we don't want to hear this person anymore, hit mute. Um, <laughs> there's a well, lot of control.
2: Uh, well, that means that I can throw up a green screen and a fake, and, and a fake thing to, to, you know, just take a picture from inside my house. I can go to Costa Rica where they don't have extradition, and they can say, don't leave the country, and I can go, yether. sir. mm Costa Rica. And, they- and, and and you're already gone. So when you got the order to not leave the country, you are literally saying you're not going to leave Costa Rica or whatever so the territory country. The United
0: States, in. States is not,
2: Oh, that's Puerto Rico. Okay. Costa Rica is not a territory. <laughs> I,
0: I had Puerto Rico in my head and for some reason. You're right. You know, Costa Rica is a different country. My geography be good. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. I apologize for that space cadet. I'm only on my first cup of coffee. I'm a little behind, so.
1: <laughs> no okay. um, I mean, yeah, so there's there are ways that can work for the person being charged, and there are also a lot of ways that can work against it. I don't know. I don't feel like, the digital format runs risk of violating the being able to face your accuser though
0: well and that's i think is an important part i know um there's a lot of people that view virtual meetings as acceptable as a form of you know they literally consider it the same as in person but it is not
2: Mm -hmm. um it's not and and it's not public either because you Mm -hmm. can exclude somebody from that really easy yep
1: yeah i mean it would make it nice and accessible for a lot of people who would not be able to go to the trial to be able to be a part of it um but it's still that would mean that we would also need it to be both platforms in some ways to have to make sure ap there's transparency because the digital format kind of eliminates (laughs) that. yeah and um
0: you know, uh, many state courts don't allow television cameras or any kind mm-hmm. of cameras inside, which is fine as long as you let public in the view. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have a problem with not having cameras as long as you allow public, wit- on the, you know, witnesses. But as Leon pointed out, it's like, oh yeah, we can't have that. There's too many poss- too much possibility of spreading COVID. So guess what? No guests, no, no well, observers, no gallery.
1: And the masks, I understand why a lot of people would rather not be in a courtroom, like with them, even the lawyers who don't wanna have a mask on while they're presenting, you, not only because it's uncomfortable and it's annoying, but, but you lose so much of your ability to relay information that's not verbal. Two mm-hmm. people. When you take two thirds of your face out of the equation, mm-hmm. and you don't know how people are reacting, it's harder to read a room. You can read body language, but body language is only going to show you so much. And you can, the body language—you you can just sit there super stoic, <laughs> yeah—and um, not show any body language. You're just in a seat. Yeah. So it's harder to read what's going on and what direction you should go as a lawyer. But at the same time, now we're running into this the blockade that Oregon's facing with people not being available, and thus Oregon, you know, in in wake of lack of public defenders, we ended up. Let's see, we Oregon Chief Justice ended up firing the panel because um, they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh right and 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 they're still
0: you know they're still behind and Mm -hmm. but therein lies a question if is the only my question then is is the only real solution for people to start defending themselves i mean i don't i'm not against that i you know i i don't believe that you know if i can't figure out how to defend myself then obviously the laws are too Weirdly written.
1: I mean, there's no reason why we can't take the few public defenders that are around and have them do like a quick Zoom course of defending yourself 101 for the people who are really a lost. I mean, I, I, you could make a video of that for people to to watch from recent public defenders and why things apply certain ways, just so that people aren't completely blind going into it, because otherwise, there's <laughs> run, risk, we run risk of a lot of people damning themselves. So, yeah
2: that that throws into another thing do you, do you need a lawyer for for a traffic ticket probably not no but no, do you yeah. do you know your rights enough to know that you need to insist on a, a jury trial when it goes to trial yeah If it's over, yeah, (laughs) people don't know. So as a result, what they do is they say something that pisses the judge off. The judge throws the book at them, and and they end up having to pay the fine. Well, yeah, the decorum aspect is definitely a big factor that people don't think about. Do, Do they? Do they also know that we have a thing called trial by affidavit? doesn't require any, anything. It's literally, you, you throw your testimony, you go get it notarized, you send it into the court. And then the judge decides uh, what happened. I got, I got pulled over in 2015. Um, uh, they never did come back with anything. I think they just quietly dismissed it after three years because nothing could be done. I think they were waiting for the cop to do something. And of course the cop sees hundreds of people every day, so he can't actually remember what he did. Right. But I remember, and I spelled it out. He held me up for 45 minutes mm-hmm. for a bunch of BS garbage that had nothing to do with me. Then he just simply did not know what was going on because he didn't see what was going on. What he saw was somebody going 71 and a 55 and decided it was me. It wasn't me. Um, so I couldn't go to go to Salem for it and filed a trial trial by affidavit and it, sat and it sat i called him a year later and said well we haven't and the judge hasn't decided yet and i think what they were doing is just waiting for me to get pulled over again but in marion county by the, any cop so that they could stack on and then that would prove i would prove that i was doing it consistently and they could hit me with both of them but it never happened i'm i didn't get pulled over for another five years
1: so uh, yeah and this trial uh, by affidavit, i'll admit it's a phrase i've heard I don't know enough about it like does this apply to all anything that you're your trying for, or is it only smaller things like try like mo- um traffic tickets well i i
2: don't i don't know if it applies to, to things i would imagine that it would apply to anything that was a, uh, maybe a misdemeanor okay. um and it it, it removes the it, well number one you're you're waiving your right to trial jury by doing it um and number two you're um you're not gonna be able to find your um what's the word I'm looking for? You're not gonna be able to necessarily find your way through, navigate your way through the system. And of course, you're literally attesting with a notarized piece of paper that this is true. So if perjury happens, you are so screwed. And if um you say something wrong. You are so screwed because you've put it in writing and attested to its uh, to its truth. So you have to be very careful with what you write. Um, in my particular case, I made it about the the, uh, the fact that I was number one. I'm a CDL driver. I am an expert in my field. I know the laws. I was not breaking any of the laws, but the cop was, and I put and as a result, I put the cops. Uh, credibility and, and traction and, and left him there, Uh, you know, basically hospitalized for lack of, of credibility. So I had credibility and I just totally focused on my credibility being stronger than his. And as a result, I don't think he showed up because he had to write it down and he had to notarize and he had to send it in. So um and and that's that's the you know gets into the next part. You have the right to face your accuser. So is your I mean if, if you have to wear a mask is that really facing your accuser? If uh, if you're doing it over Zoom call is that really facing your accuser? Putting your accuser in the same room Gives that it gives this. Let's use let's use social media for this. Putting your accuser in the same room versus doing it on Zoom is like having a Facebook argument versus having an argument on the street. The potential risk to you for screwing up and screwing up somebody else's life is very very heavy on your soul when you do that. When you apply a, a digital aspect, there's no there's no weight of repercussion. There. There's no thought of Not am I man. doing what's really right or am I just being a jerk? There's none, none of that. <laughs> so.
1: The, the, people take to, take that and
2: run. <laughs> the the potential for perjury then goes way up because mm-hmm. now there's I mean, they can't get arrested for being caught because they're sitting in their home, do, on a Zoom call or a phone call. So, and, and that's that's where thing things are 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 at. So, um, and the reason I bring this up is because I, I was in the middle of a divorce during the COVID outbreak, and. I was my own lawyer and I was dealing with a lawyer who was incompetent. And when I say incompetent, I mean, he literally was padding his pocket. He's padding the hours. Everything that he was doing, um, was in response to me already doing it. So he would file paperwork for, for, um, visitation when we'd been doing visitation for three months, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there going, what the heck is up with this guy? And I finally just said, we're in court. And I just said, well, no, we were on, on the phone. We're in court and we're on the phone at this point. And, and I said, look, this has gone on long enough. And this is ridiculous. I, everything that, 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 um, that this lawyer has done has already been enacted by me. So, putting paperwork in after paperwork in after paperwork in is just slowing this down. This should have been done in February. We're now in September. This is the longest divorce I've ever been involved in. And it's purely because the lawyer won't get it through his head that it's time to move on. Yeah. I'm demanding the trial. Mm-hmm. And the judge Sounds goes, <laughs> I, 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 well, that's what I did. I, I, I'm, I'm demanding the trial. This needs to be over so that my child and I can move on because clearly she has,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're hanging on to this and it's causing irreparable harm to my child. And the judge goes, well, Mr. Lawyer, are you willing to get your client in here so that we can do this? And Lincoln County doesn't have, um, mediators. So we couldn't go through the mediation process through a a third party mediator. We went through the mediation process with the judge and the judge just kept, you know, playing the neutral game and went back and forth. And we managed to work things out so that we could be done with it. It took all of an hour, hour and a half tops. And You know, understanding that the the worst part about this is the lawyer didn't even bother. It's not about knowing the law. The lawyer didn't know the law. Mm -hmm. I had filed first. He had filed three weeks later. He insisted that his uh, case was the one that was viable because it had been served. It wasn't viable because... I filed first in Oregon, whoever files first has, has rolled a nat 20 initiative. Mm-hmm. I filed first. It goes to, to that court and, and I'm the plaintiff at that point. So <clears throat> that's, that's where the fun part gets. I beat him in two courts, mostly over the phone. Yeah. It's completely possible for you to beat a lawyer. I haven't met a lawyer. I haven't, be, I haven't been able to beat for the last 20 some odd years but you have to learn how to read that's mm-hmm. all yeah
0: well there in, there is that learning how to read and um learning legal lingo a
1: little bit of that it's a lot of its jargon well, and yeah, i'm, just, I'm the type of person where it's like i start reading too much legal lingo. <laughs> yes that's too exactly much it. what happens that's when you're reading like. and then your brain just like you start reading it and you're like oh i need to do the dishes oh look at the cat you know, you just, right. it's, it doesn't interest everybody as passionately as it does others. Yeah. <laughs> and squirrel well, moments occur. You know, <laughs>
2: in every in every case, you have time. Mm-hmm. So you have a few moments to, your, to do it. You don't have to sit down and read it for six hours straight. You can read it for ten, five or ten minutes, kind of go, okay, I think I understand that. Let me think about that for a minute. Come back the next day, read it five or ten minutes. Okay, I think I understand that. Um, this is one of the reasons though, why Oregon requires plain English language with the law mm-hmm. It's because you're, you might be the one who's defending yourself. And if the law isn't clear, it's because too much legalese was thrown in there and they didn't want that. Yeah, so really cool. it, is it possible? I, I mean, there was this thing being thrown about that I, I'm 90% of, of it was, uh, of, um, of court is paperwork. Yeah. Is it possible that a that a legal, um, a paralegal could be helpful? Sure, they were talking about licensing and ensuring parent yeah. paralegals for the express purpose of helping people file the paperwork, and then they would go and appear for themselves. Interesting well, way to do it. You can do uh, what's it? Legal Zoom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they my they can
2: the, the, the problem with LegalZoom is that the, the uh, templates are off. So you have to actually edit the template to match what, what the court does. But if you actually go to the court website, they will show you what it needs to look like. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can't. It's not like you don't have opportunities to adjust what's going on so that everybody can participate at their own level.
1: So, would one of your solutions for what's been going on with the lack of public defenders be encouraging people to learn or to defend themselves so that way they get through the system faster because uh, it definitely puts I, more of the motive onus on the people who are being tried I, I think that,
2: that i think that if you if you I, my my thought process is this it, you need to simplify the system um once the initial paperwork is done you should be able to file a motion by clicking And putting the motion in, you you should be able to do it online. Um, Right now, you can do most of it online. You have to pay the fee, but there are there are forms that you can't file, like if you're broke. There's a form that allows the judge to waive the fees. You can't file anything without that fee waiver. So um, you can't, but you can't do that online. You have to pay the fee that needs to change. I mean, we need to be able to, you need to be able to say, okay, we're going to file this with this. And the judge can then say, okay, we're not going to continue until you uh, pay the fee, or we're going to continue now and waive the fee, or we're going to set up a payment plan. I find it fascinating that, um,
0: Oregon's constitution says cannot be purchased. And yet everything has a fee. Mm Mm-hmm. That to me has gotta be there's gotta be something wrong with that picture right there. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 um that, that violates the rights of, of the poor. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well and, and you know, Justice Shelby admitted openly without purchase. I, I, to me that you know means that it shouldn't cost you anything.
2: Um But they have this idea, well we have to we have to charge this because the courts require well You don't have to, once you file, like a claims, uh, a divorce is like 400 bucks ish, give or take. I can't remember. Once you file that fee, once you pay for that, it might be 300 bucks. Anyway, once you pay for that fee, you don't have to pay anymore. It's once, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just to file it. And the idea is, is it pays for the 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 clerks to, to, to do the work, the paperwork. Well, I'm. I've not been a clerk, but I'm wondering what paperwork is involved. Isn't isn't it just putting it in the docket? I mean, that you're you're paying that person for calendar operations anyway. So,
0: I don't know. Um, Yeah, no, I I understand where you're coming from because we pay. You know, we don't pay. (laughs) heaviest <laughs> but we're nowhere near the lightest taxed state and where is all that money you know if it's not going for our legal system and it's not going for our roads and it's not going for our justice system then, then why are we why? paying yeah you know i mean
1: what are we paying for why
0: are we paying i mean i know we talk about you know this you know all the all the road work and everything but it's like yeah you know maybe i'm just spoiled because i'm from san diego who had generally excellent roads um you know, but it seems to me, and I know it's harder here because there's actual weather, unlike San Diego, where it's you know seventy five to eighty five three hundred and forty days a year um, without rain. You know, and I understand that there's that's that's a lot easier on a road than going from winter to summer.
2: You know, like it is here, where we're actually guessing. well. And that's a whole nother subject, but it's it's basically associated with the engineering. If you yeah. go with the standardized engineering, it's not a and it's not enough. Even Alaska changes the engineering for their for their climate. Mm-hmm. So, but that people don't understand this, and and it's not given out. Yeah, very very no it's not a knowledgeable thing so but that's a whole nother story taxation is still theft through extortion so
1: mm-hmm.
2: um i this is you know i'm, I'm looking at solutions and, and the solution the first solution that i would say is that instead of having um i mean we have a bunch of classes in schools that are just worthless why do we need it, 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 I, I'm not even going to. I don't even. I'm not even to postulate how many people le- uh, go uh, out of the country. But why would we need to have every single high schooler have two or three years of of uh, foreign
0: language? Why? Well, that's a valid question. It's not that I don't support
2: foreign languages, but I mean, if you don't have any interest. Uh, Yeah, I I never had any interest, and I was in choir, so I ended up learning like five languages because we would go through each word, and we would we would learn how to translate the words so that we knew what we were singing about. You know, you got your Latin and your German and your Italian, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And and once you were, you know, as a result of that, because we sang Spanish and Portuguese and Italian, those are all very similar. Mm-hmm. so we would we would learn how to figure out which one was which mm-hmm. and we would learn you know i i i was i was in a meeting with somebody and they were speaking spanish and i knew enough spanish to know that they needed a mechanic and that maybe we could make some phone calls for them yeah to yeah, see if you find somebody who could help wrench on this guy's truck mm-hmm. um but the 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 person who is speaking uh, speaking to, I mean, he was there. Uh, one was a native Spanish speaker. One was a native Portuguese speaker who knew Spanish and English. And then there's me who doesn't know anything more than English and and can kind of follow along because i can't speak anything but i can follow along um i was driving a bus one day and and some students in the back were bad talking bad mouthing this girl in spanish and they had no idea that half the bus understood them Mm -hmm. they just assumed that nobody understood them we all knew what they were talking about And and i said look i don't speak spanish but i understand a lot you really should shut up and then the girl she actually got up and got in their face and i about had to I had to have the girl removed from the bus because she wouldn't let him get off the bus and, um, was basically assaulting them, but they were being really rude. Yeah. And, and every, you know, half the bus is going, yeah, you guys were totally in the wrong. So people know how to, how to communicate in more than one language. And I've never had, never had a Spanish class, but yet here I am understanding quite a bit of spanish and i can introduce myself in spanish why because it interests me to get to that point that's all it should take yeah and we replace that with a legal uh, you know some basic uh, basic rights
1: Hmm.
2: you know and and not 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 left not leftist legal like let's actually hire a lawyer and put them in a school and in a classroom and teach these kids this is what your rights are according to the law well, it'd be I, better I think, if it was a judge, but you 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 touch on
0: that. But I think that's really part of the change in education that's happened since 1970. Um, you know, 197 what is it? 1973. Uh, the Department of Education was created by our beloved Jimmy Carter. Um, and, Trash. Yeah, well, no, I, I'm with you, but you know, still, you notice that there was all kinds of standards that came down from that. And we stopped studying the constitution. We stopped yeah. studying things of import to the I mean, to Americans. We got language.
1: I can vouch for that. I graduated in 2005. Economics was a um, like an option course. It wasn't required. Legal mm-hmm. classes or anything that would t- teach you much in regards to legal aspects were not required. They were well, just you, you know, the bonus ones. And, yeah, American history just talks about the wars. That's it. it. You, you remember racism. dates for a test, and it's gone.
0: Yeah, well, and, and you, know, I, you know, I graduated in 1981, and my, you know, one of the things I, we had to do is we had to have a, a trial in class. That was part of what we did, and I was, a, I was a prosecuting attorney. Somebody was a defending attorney, and one of the students was a judge, and we all had to look up how to do our jobs, and we had mm-hmm. to figure out how to charge crimes. And Ours was business. We had education. to run
1: a, com- a company.
0: That's yeah. what was our big
1: thing. We had to run a company, create a new product, and sell it. That was that's what the they taught us as opposed to teaching us legally what our rights are and what we would do in said company if we were brought down for you know, plagiarism. You know, or stealing of an idea. You know, <laughs> which I think that would be much more interesting. But anyway,
2: <laughs> well, see, and we did that with some, some with like debate. We we had some debate time um, and then we and that's what we discovered was that we didn't necessarily have to agree with what we were, we were arguing with we just had to be able to debate what we were arguing with and it turns out that's the basis of our legal system we have a lawyer who doesn't necessarily agree with it but he's going to debate the points of it regardless mm-hmm. and he's going and he and in order for him to do his job correctly he has to provide a uh, competent counsel which means that he has to debate it in a, in a way that's actually competent You can't just say oh i'm just gonna fluff this that's that violates somebody's rights Mm -hmm. but if you truly believe it's a lot easier Mm um we 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 were in a back in high school we had a class called contemporary uh, contemporary world affairs and at the time there was this conversation about the the federal um federal speed limit going away and they were like they were like uh, and there were some believers in speed limit and i wasn't a believer and somehow i managed to get on the, the the side that that said let's just ditch the speed limit altogether um so i actually believed that the speed limit was stupid at the time because i never followed it anyway um and they were saying, well it was gonna, it's going to cost lots of money. I said, no, no, it's not. it's not going to cost any money to just take the signs down. You're going take the, you go and change the signs that it will cost money because you're going to make new signs and you're going to pay somebody. If you just let the signs fall down and go pick them up as, as part of the trash, if you just leave them in place because they just they, at that site they said speed 65, now they say speed limit, 65. They just said speed 65. We had the the, um, the basic speed rule. Why do you got to spend money on it? Just leave it. That's a suggested speed now. If somebody wants to go 85, get out of the left lane. <laughs> it's as simple as it gets. And then change the law so that if somebody rear ends you on the freeway, it's your fault. So that everybody understands they need to be in the right lane instead of the left lane.
0: Well, I have a little trouble with being
2: rear-ended and it being my fault if I'm rear-ended. Well, that's that's how they do it on the Autobahn. Yeah, but... If, if you're in the wrong lane and you get rear-ended, you are at fault on the Autobahn.
0: Any idiot that's driving that fast is obviously doesn't have enough control to not rear-end me, therefore it's not my fault, I'm sorry. But I will argue that to my grave, because <laughs> okay. if, if I'm driving in a safe and sane manner and somebody runs up behind me, it is not my problem that
2: they have to hit me. If if you didn't if you pulled out in front of them, that hey, would, but then um, I'm not then it's not
0: going to be my rear end. It's going to be my side of my
2: car. That's well, no, it's still going to be a rear end because they're you know if they're traveling 200 miles an hour, you look in your mirror, you pull out in front of them. They don't have time. They don't have the time to stop or slow down. Yeah. But it, and and this this is to alleviate the 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 problems with traveling in this manner. The um. On the, on the Autobahn, the, that lane is the fast lane, and you work in it. You don't get to drive it. You get to go from the middle lane to the, ex, the outside lane. That's what you get to do. So, but we're, you know, this is. That's a different discussion. This is a completely different discussion. But the point, the point being is that we did learn how to debate things. And, and then, of course, we had a speech, you know, in college, I had a speech class where the idea was that you would learn how to, pub, you know, do a public address. Yes, some people can't do that. Those are the people who should hire lawyers or hire somebody to, or, or get somebody to help them. But making it so that the only people who can help you are members of the bar. Right. is kind of a violation of your rights. Well, so it, it, it's, it, you, you should have, be able to have somebody counsel you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it should be somebody who is a member of the bar, who has a legal degree, who spent uh, about six or eight years trying to get to that point. It, it might not necessarily be that person and it was never intended to be that person when these were written because the bar didn't exist that mm-hmm.
0: well and when it does say assistance of counsel it doesn't say assistance of a lawyer now most people assume counsel means lawyer but that doesn't necessarily
1: right. it's not synonymous and,
2: and i i i consider that a usurpation of the, the word counsel. um lawyers have usurped the word and, and called themselves counselors often um, but, I mean, we just had uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Uh, Bruin come through a couple of months ago, and it basically said that the text in history is what mattered. So if you apply that text in history, that means any, any law that says you have, to have, that you have to have a lawyer is unconstitutional and a violation of your rights, because text in history says you could counsel, not lawyer.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of exciting things going on because of that funding that is not necessarily even gun related. So you're absolutely right. So it, where are we going? It'll, it'll change
2: things.
1: So we've had our speedy trial. We touched on the facts that assistance of counsel is not a lawyer necessarily, or not just a lawyer. It could be a lawyer, but it's not completely limited to it. We've touched a bit on being, um, you know, uh, seeing your accuser or being in person there a little bit about the digital aspects of how, whether or not that <laughs> actually fits mm-hmm. and the right to a jury. Um, so, and then being informed to the nature and cause of the accusation. I and mean, we definitely touched base on a lot of this so far. Cool. Do we have anything else that we want to weigh in on regarding that or shall we?
2: Well, do you want do we want to talk about the civil side of this? Is it our uh, seventh amendment?
0: Well, we've been going for 50 minutes. Um, do we want to start a new conversation?
2: Is it, I I mean, I, well, I see. I consider it the same conversation because mm-hmm. what, what starts as a, as a criminal case turns into unlawful detainer and false arrest and, and stuff like that. And now you have a civil case. So, um, this is kind of the same concept apply. you have the right to a basically if the if the cost of it is over twenty dollars you have the right um to a, a jury a jury trial mm-hmm. um the the caveat here is that it specifically in the seventh amendment it says it only applies to federal which but Most states have also uh, uh, enjoined the same concept in their own constitutions. So, does it really an issue? Not really. But having... Where do you get
0: that it's only applicable to federal? It actually says it in there, in the 7th. In suits at common law where the value of controversy shall exceed $20, the right of the, the trial by jury shall be preserved, And no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of common law.
2: So I don't see anything about federal there. I see. Uh, Maybe maybe it was because I read it on on something like um cornell legal or something like that oh and they're assuming they're making the push because i
0: know
1: you gotta
2: be careful what legal sites to use yeah they
1: the- say federal courts civil courts in mm-hmm. off of uh cornell well
2: yeah uh, you can argue that, a, that a, a court of the united states is not a court of state of oregon
1: oh, and yeah, th- that's a good question because is it one of those umbrella situations where the court of the united states is any court that is within the realm of the United States what or is, is it the amendment? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to get into it today. We're not. No, no. I mean, but that's,
2: that's what I'm saying is that, that it's, it's arguable that you could do that, but but our state and other states have already adopted things that preclude that. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because everybody agrees at this point, just you have to use state law uh, state constitution versus uh US Constitution. That's 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 the difference. So it's understanding the rights are are what you need to do. That that's that means you need to go ahead and read your state and federal constitutions. And I'm speaking to everyone in the in in the world here. We need to read your constitution because what it does is it defines what the government can and cannot do to you. Not the other way around. It does not limit you It limits government and knowing what those rights are and knowing, understanding that those rights are, and and I'm going to, I'm going to do this because I know there are not people who are religious, but I'm going to do this in a way that that includes everybody. Mm -hmm. Rights are created by your existence at the time of your coming into being. So, any law that tells you that your rights are forfeit is unconstitutional mm-hmm. because that limit, that, that constitution limits the government, mm-hmm. your rights are your rights, regardless of where they came from and they exist because you do
1: wow. that's, a, that's as I simple as it you.
2: gets. You need to know those rights. You need to study those rights and you need to be able to be your own lawyer to, to, to keep those rights in play because some lawyers are not motivated enough to keep you out of prison and will not necessarily um, fight for your rights. They will fight to keep your law, but they won't look at your, at your, at your rights. Um, I'm going to let, let me go uh, deal with, let's deal with some, uh, some of our uh, measures that are in our ballot. Uh, measure one fourteen uh, adds, a f- firearms purchase card. We've, it's requiring unconstitutional. a class and, and, yeah, unconstitutional in its entirety. Um, magazine limits unconstitutional in its entirety. Um, basically the entire thing has all been deemed unconstitutional in the last two months. We put it into place and it will cost us. It will cost us large amounts of money because somebody will decide to defend it when they should be going. We concede and this, you know, let's have a court order to repeal it. Mm -hmm. Senate bill 554, um, put in a bunch of common sense things like how you can store your, your firearms and, where you can go with that well now they're all being challenged good every last one of them uh young versus hawaii is a prime example young versus hawaii basically said you can't carry outside your home and we're gonna we're gonna right. keep you that right. right rifle and pistol So yeah, it's mm-hmm. very similar yeah it was very very similar but it, but it was uh new york rifle and St- uh N- NYSERPA v. Bruin specifically dealt with the um, the scheme of may issue and versus shall issue. So they they determined that was constitutional, and then they went farther by saying, "Look, this is how you do this." And it's the same thought processes that were um, that they they put in to DC v. Heller and and stuff like that. So the the the, the thing is. If if you have a law and there's no history and it defies the text, of the Constitution, it's unconstitutional. We have that. In fact, our concealed carry laws, they're going to go under the under the uh, scrutiny as well. Um, Basically, what it says is that you cannot tell people they cannot carry a gun. You cannot tell people they cannot exercise their right to free speech. You cannot tell people that they can't have a uh, uh, council with that. That's, that's the, the, limit. And maybe, maybe it's time that we made that limit stick. Maybe it's time that, that people said, no, nope, we're not going to do this anymore. You're wrong. We're, you're going to fix this or you're going to get out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And at that point you're now, well, now you're, because we do have elected judges now you're uh, voting against somebody Um, so be sure you know who your lawyers are because your lawyers are the ones who need to elect to be judges now here's another thought that just popped in my head does that mean if if we have a right to counsel does it mean the judge has to have a legal degree
1: that's a good question
0: (laughs) and most places do not have a requirement for that
1: so um My question really quick is why, why is the seventh amendment separate from the Sixth? Why isn't it all part of the same amendment? Is there a historical backing for that?
0: Well, I think, I think, um, given my research that the term common law has more to do with, um, financial issues um you know like between businesses between people individuals versus between the state and an individual where the fifth amendment applies, the sixth amendment applies to between a person and law enforcement or a person and this local government the seventh amendment applies to uh, between individuals and mm-hmm. it's, it's phrased yeah. that way very specifically mm-hmm. or in in common law it's all about you know twenty dollars nowadays we look at that and laugh but i mean that was a lot of money back in 1789.
1: that was a lot of money back then
0: i mean that's you know, like so a yeah, that a it's a lot yeah mm-hmm. it was a lot and uh you know, so I, it's this is just and, and also it also is supposed to carry between the reason it's in the federal constitution is because it's supposed to carry between states. Right. And, you know, that's something that, you know, people talk about states rights, how important they are and they are. But that's the thing about the Constitution is that it goes all the way down to the city level. It applies all the way down to the city level, you know, all the way from top to bottom. Mm hmm. And I don't know if he's going to have to come back in or what.
2: He obviously had some. Uh, I'm I'm still here. It's just my camera's freaking (laughs) out.
1: Okay, you're here. You're here, audio. Oh, just not visual. Got it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Um, Anyway, so that's that's my view on it because I thought about that. What you know, what is that? What are the differences? And then common law is is more about business Business. versus you know, or personal damages or. You know traffic it'll deal between two people with traffic accidents it'll deal between two people you know the not between a person and then the state pressing charges
2: for insert crime here. Here, here here's my theory about why they're separate um they they are slightly different and if they're separate it's going to be easier to get them both approved if they were together it would have been very very hard to get them ratified yeah. Because no, some, because things wouldn't just, they, nobody would be able to say, okay, well, if it's over twenty dollars, which means if the fine is over is under twenty dollars, then it's not that it's you don't have a trial by jury. Mm-hmm. So by separating the two, now they they ratify them individually, and then the individual ratifications also mean that any amendments to those and their ratifications are adjusted, and, and you can't just repeal one. Uh, 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 you know, go to go to say we're going to repeal this, and you end up repealing the whole thing in entirety, and therefore causing yourself problems. So I think the reason that they did that was specifically to address that. And yes, they are very they are very similar. They have very similar thought processes, but I don't think that they did that
1: uh with you know i don't think i think they just wanted to avoid yeah i'm sure it was intentional issues. to keep them separate i just it was one of those like passing like thoughts when we've gone over so much of this now i'm like why are some of these separated when they seem like they they don't necessarily need to be in the way the world works now but actually when you put it in that way if you do want to change something you want to amend the amendment you can accidentally amend something out of a bigger chunk whereas if they're smaller chunks it's easier to go back to them as you need and to get them even in place the first time around probably it took bite-sized pieces which don't seem bite sized nowadays
2: <laughs> well and, and they are all connected because mm-hmm. you know a criminal case can turn into a civil case really quick now mm-hmm. but um or a civil case can turn into a criminal case that happens more often because you go and admit something <laughs> that, that shouldn't have happened it shouldn't have, shouldn't have admitted in court now now you're being charged with it. So, um, and, see, and that's, that's where, that's where the, the threat comes from is if you, if you adjust one, you have inadvertently adjusted the other. And if they're separate, you can't, you don't have to have that risk. I think that's why they've done it that way. Right. And, I, and that's why we should be doing a lot of things that way. That's why, that's why Oregon has a single subject rule. Uh, is because the f- if you have a single subject and you make a change to that single subject, it's not affecting any other subjects. What I'm sorry. What is a single subject rule? In order to have a ballot initiative or a law, okay. it has to apply to a specific subject, and it can be deemed unconstitutional if it does not. Okay. So you have to. to those laws have to be written in plain English, not legalese, and they have to they have to follow a single subject guidelines which means you can have one about gun control but um if you have well like ip set, uh, measure 114 has a lot of different stuff about gun control so you could argue that it's unconstitutional because it doesn't deal with a single subject theoretically mm. versus um we have a, an amendment that says you have to you know have to have proper storage of gun and defines what that is. Mm-hmm. That's that's a completely different subject matter altogether. But they can't. They won't necessarily be able to pass that because it doesn't go far enough for some people, or they won't be able to pass the other one because it goes too far for some people. Um, I, I fully expect. 114 to uh, fail because of how so many people and guns in this country in this state by the way you well, um, you're, you're I'm, you have more
0: experience here so I'll, I'll acquiesce to you but part of my challenge is is that Portland is a different city than the rest of the Oregon that's so obvious
2: Portland has okay. been Portland's been driving uh, gun sales in Oregon for the last three years right
0: mm-hmm. well, then maybe there's hope because yeah. um, you know you uh, it's it it is you know owns only about what a third of the population of the state but they seem to drive everything um well for,
1: yeah but, i mean yeah that's where the yeah. people who do vote end up landing but they and a lot of people who really are passionate in their views land um, does not mean that they the people who are passionate in vote land on the same side that us three are on <laughs>
2: And, and, and this is this is why it's important for people to get involved now i'm gonna mm-hmm. this is where i get i'm gonna apologize in advance this is where i say go to setorganfree.com understand that this is a political action committee with the intent of changing our our state for the better please go donate we have no limitations you just need i basically need to be inside the united states of America and you can donate however much you want to set oregon free please go do that today so that we can fight things like measure 114 and pay for advertising for candidates and and have our candidates speak okay i'm sorry i'm I'm sorry no that
1: was
2: set (laughs) oregonfree.com set
0: and it'll be in the, it'll be in the subject, uh, or in the show sure notes of this video. So,
2: yeah, don't well, wait, um, don't eat yeah. till it hurts. <laughs> i sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that definitely gives us some, some food for thought. We did a pretty good job at breaking apart our, our sixth amendment here and what it actually means. And probably one of the bigger takeaways I got from it was that the assistance of counsel does not mean lawyer. And I think that's an important thing that a lot of people in my age at least don't necessarily realize. Mm-hmm. So I thank you guys for teaching me today. <laughs> um, our next episode, we we're going to really talk about a little more about the Seventh, if there's more to broach on it, but otherwise we're going to look at the Eighth Amendment. Um, I want to thank Gregor and Leon for being here and then um, for all their knowledge, thoughts, and stories. And we wish everybody a wonderful day. Remember to seek truth and stay curious. And we'll see you next time on Liberty Mindset.